0: another amazing episode of roller diet today we have a treat we have Paul Turkazoglu out of Missouri United States of America is i think you're a purple belt still you still a purple belt
1: yeah right. i am i'm a four stripe purple belt Whoa. and i'm a brown belt in uh in uh judo oh,
0: wow okay <laughs> cool i didn't know that uh as is as you said he's a four stripe at Pebble Belt in jiu-jitsu, judo as well. He has his own podcast called Jiu-Jitsu Outlet. Uh, and uh, prior to that, actually, you should check out that show. And we'll talk about that a bit more so we won't go down that path yet. Prior to that show, I don't know if he still shoots it, but he had a, a podcast called Beyond Homo Sapien, which is where we first met. So Kim and I used to have phone calls back and forth. This roller die did not exist. And Al Gunheim is another guy in the jiu-jitsu community this is a quick share by the way, but he set us up. He was like, Paul put out a post. I'm looking for someone who does business and this and that. Al Gunheim put me forward. I went on, that was my first ever podcast experience going on Paul's show. And somewhere along the line, Paul said, everybody should do a podcast. And so in my next weekly call with Kim, I'm like, hey, why don't we get some guests? Why don't we start to record this thing? And so really you are the godfather of Roll or Die, whether you, whether you know it or not. So that You know, that, that's why he's such a treat for us today. Um, and yeah, coming at us from Missouri in the United States of America, as I said, his internet's a bit patchy, but I think we're gonna be able to make this call work. So welcome to the show, man.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yep, coming live to you from Bizarre. we nowhere. we're still trying to figure out our... Um, oh, no. Case in point, I think Anton, looks like
2: his, <laughs> his internet has frozen just... exactly there.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think I'm back. But um okay. sorry if uh yeah, sorry if it's a little patchy. But um yeah, um, thanks for having me on. I do uh yeah, beyond Homo sapien, I'm still recording. I was actually just thinking about recording a new episode today. And oh. um yeah, just uh but I've actually only done a couple of episodes this year. I've been more mostly focused on jujitsu outlet and also doing Airbnb and stuff like that. So Yeah, life is good. Thanks for having me on the
2: show. But tell us a bit about your other podcast, about um, your main one. The one. So,
1: what Beyond Homo Sapien is about? I've been doing it since uh, I think since like 2017. So it's been I've been doing it for years. I've got around 300 episodes. And um, the show is all about human evolution and the future of the species and basically where everything is going. And it's funny because this is kind of why I wanted to get back to it, because a lot of the stuff that I predicted happening like five or six years ago is happening now or or has happened. So um, a part of me like kind of seeing that uh, wants to come in and I just feel like encouraged, you know, be like, wow, I really maybe know what I'm talking about. Maybe I should keep going with this. This thing, But a lot of what we talk about is like hermetic philosophy, uh, futurism, and uh, psychic abilities, you know, advanced human potential. Uh, recently, we did a podcast about invisibility, for example, yeah. just like, uh, you know, basically like uh, evolving superpowers is kind of what we're getting into, you know, stuff like that. Kind of like the next stages of what human evolution are going to look like, you know, merging with technology, merging with artificial intelligence, uh, stuff like that so that's awesome. if you're into that kind of stuff you're gonna like beyond homo sapien uh if you're into jujitsu, you know you're gonna like jujitsu outlet
0: bam i love that I man can see
2: anton's face light up i think he loves that sort of stuff
0: that's <laughs> true see that. and you know what else paul did which really like that i was so nervous if you go back and look at my episodes like i was so nervous ridiculous like i've built up a lot of skills over the, the 150 episodes we've done but um so nervous, and the thing he does is he shoots their live, their Facebook lives, right? So you're not dealing with this pre-recorded. We'll edit it down later. Like it's just on, and there's game on, and like there's so much, there's so much to learn just by that process as well. So different format. That of- being
2: said, though, Anton, we don't edit much out of our podcast. No, Mostly, true. we let it play.
0: But there's a comfort important. There's a comfort knowing yeah, <laughs> that it can
2: that, be. that's an option. It's an option.
0: Yeah. Yes. That, yeah,
2: yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, actually Paul, I was more meaning around your jiu-jitsu more, podcast. Cause... Can you tell us tell us a bit more about your jiu-jitsu podcast as well?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, the jiu-jitsu podcast is about um, how jiu-jitsu helps with your mental health and um, how it helps with your life off the mats. You know, um, I had Anton on recently and we talked about how jiu-jitsu has helped him in business and how it's helped him as an entrepreneur. Just today, I launched a podcast with a guy named Nathan Brooks, who's a a real estate investor and a developer. Like this is a guy who makes, uh, you know, real estate developments. Like uh, he's like at a super high level of the real estate game. And, um, And he's also has had MMA fights, you know? So we talked about how has his MMA career helped him out as a real estate developer. So we get into conversations like that. You know, more we don't really talk much about like, oh, what's the best way to do a a heel hook or a triangle choke? Like we get into more like the the esoteric stuff or the philosophical stuff. And yeah, the the mental health side of things. Like for me, I'm on the autism spectrum. So jujitsu has helped me a lot with just being able to express all the energy that's inside of myself. And I found that I'm not alone. I found that that's like one of the main reasons why people stick with jujitsu is because of all the mental health benefits and because they fall in love with it. Like they fall in love with all the things that they get out of jujitsu, not just the, not just the, you know, the technique side of things. Like the techniques are cool and they're super cool. And there is like a, an addicting element to the technique side, but the main reason that people love jujitsu because of from the community that they build and from all of the other things that they get out of it, like the resiliency, you know, and, uh, and stuff like that, you know, a lot more, a lot less than, Oh, I want to like win all the tournaments. Like most people are not in it to win. That's it's funny. It's like most people training jujitsu, not to win at jujitsu. They're training just because of all the other stuff because of the mental health stuff Mm. and all of that. So that's kind of what the show's about. And uh, that's what we talk about. Hope that, man, I hope that makes sense
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah when you say mental health right I mean so, so there's a lot of people going around saying jujitsu saved me you know what I mean which is totally valid I get it you know in a lot of ways it saved me but when you talk about mental health do you mean in that capacity or is that like, or, or, like what does mental health mean to you in, in the context of this show
1: that's a that's a great question and it's something I've thought about like kind of Refining in the way that I have talked about the show, because you're right, like, there's a lot more to it. So it's almost more like mental optimization is kind of, I guess, what we get into more like not just the, oh, it, you're not just this, this stuff about, oh, it makes me feel like, you know, not depressed, but it get other stuff too. Like we get into talking about um, the resiliency aspect, I think is huge. Like the ability to come back from defeat that's something that we talked about um i forget who said it on the podcast um it'll probably come to me as i talk about it but um one it was one of the early episodes the guest was talking about um how in jujitsu you literally can practice over and over and over again getting out of a really bad situation and turning it around to your advantage and you can you can i think i said that (laughs) was that you
0: i think it might have
1: been me that might have been you, bro. Um, been, I thought it was on an earlier episode, but I guess what I've talked about is, or what I'm getting at is, uh, yeah, some, some random guest that came on the show at some point. <laughs> 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 no, I, I'm just kidding. But, um, what I'm saying is it's something where, you know, that's not something that exists in most places in the world where you can like rep failure mm. all the time. So I think that's something yeah. that's come up like a lot on the show is just, um, the resiliency that gets Mm. built, you know, like the mental fortitude. Um, Yeah. So we get into Um, a lot of that kind of stuff, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, You know, we talk about mental health in a lot of different ways, but I guess not just the, you know, I guess what you traditionally think about, but more so like the mental power cultivation. Awesome, man.
2: Speaking of, I'm currently off the mats with an injury. And so I'm, I'm finding that challenging the the mental side of it. Do you have any tips or can you remember anything any of the guests said about how to manage
1: yourself during this time when you can't train yeah that sucks and um that it's one of the hardest times like um i've had some pretty bad injuries during my time like in 2021 i had a concussion not from jiu-jitsu but just from uh an accident and um and not you know at home and uh had a, i was i wasn't able to train for like six months you know i wasn't able to train at all and um what worked for me was like um, just doing solo stuff at home is because that was all that I could really do. Um, Like I worked my footwork a lot, you know, like my wrestling, uh, shadow wrestling and stuff like that. Um, And I mean, obviously, at first, when I was really injured, I could just lay in bed. But, you know, there was that period in between you know where I could do something but I didn't want to like overexert myself. So yeah, I got really good um I did a lot of the judo stuff. So I got really good at in judo in judo they call it the the ukemi or the when you're fitting in for the throw, you know, <laughs> and you're able to do that like you can fit in uh, without a partner practicing the footwork. Um, and I worked on like my boxing, you know, worked on my shadow boxing and stuff like that, you know? So I'd say that like, obviously you can go to class if you want. Like, I know a lot of people get stuff out of that where they just show up at class anyway. And there's definitely a lot to be said for the community aspect, like just going to hang out with your friends. Um, me personally, I need to like do jujitsu to learn. Like there, I'm not going to get any value from just watching class. Like I just zone out, you know, I need to actually do it to like get anything from it. So I'm not someone who's just going to like show up at class with my arm in a sling. Cause I'm just like, yes. I'm wasting my time like you know I mean I mean it's good to see my friends if I haven't seen my friends in a minute then I'll show up but I'm going yeah. for you know social reason you know what I yeah, mean Yeah, no, I've going. done
2: that a few times it's probably yeah. more a double-edged sword sometimes they're going into watch because when you can't train for me it was just a reminder that I can't train you know I right. can't be doing what everyone else is doing it sucks yeah sometimes you feel almost worse for going because you're reminded that you can't train
1: <laughs> well it sucks so yeah but that's what I would say, like, um, because that's what worked for me, you know, in those months is I worked on all my footwork, you know, for all my throws, my wrestling, shadow boxing. Um, and yeah, and I feel like I made really good progress. Like my, I came back and I felt like my, my wrestling had improved, you know, my judo had improved. So uh, I don't know if you're into rat- boxing, but I'm yeah. sure if you do a lot of shadow boxing, your boxing will improve. You know yeah. what I mean? So, it's yeah. like, just do what you yeah. can, you know, get a sweat yeah. going, yeah. you know, do what you can.
0: Actually, I'm glad you guys brought that up, right? Because for me, what I find, like, I'm a, I'm the parent who refuses to sit on the sideline, right? Like, if my son's in basketball, I got to be the coach. I'm not sitting on the sideline. I'm just not going to sit there scrolling on my phone. I hate it, right? So if I go to jujitsu and I'm watching, you're going to see me on the mats, walking around, coaching the white belts. I don't care whose class it is, whose club it is. Like, I'm just not going to sit still. And that's something that kind of works for me when I'm out. I'm not saying this is for everybody at all, but. Finding a way to contribute, you know, psychologically. Like, if, because I mean, you're a black belt, Kim. So, you know, it's especially if you. I'm probably giving them bad advice, but I'm still, you know, I'll still be there trying to be of service to others. And I find that that keeps me out of my own head and out of my own world. Yeah. So that's that's my little personal, that's how yeah. I've gone through tough times. Yeah. Yeah. No, great.
2: And, uh, um, Paul, Pop- so yeah. Paul, tell us about um like your jiu-jitsu journey then. We always ask our guests this, like how they discovered it, how they started.
0: Mm. Well. Uh oh. Hang on, hang on. Wait right till your internet comes uh, back. Wait <laughs> right till your internet comes back. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Kid doing judo. Wait, wait, stop.
0: stop. One we second. missed okay. the first uh,
2: right, it's twenty seconds it. of that. Sorry.
1: My bad. You want me to just start over? Just that's fine, yeah. <laughs> Can you hear can you hear me now?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So uh my dad's a judo black belt and um he started training in judo when he was seven. So he got me involved in judo when I was a, a young kid, but um I didn't really stick with it. Like I was really off and on with judo, like pretty much my whole childhood. And um, I wasn't really into it. I think I got like an orange belt over the course of like my entire Childhood, basically, and then um, and I was super overweight as a kid. Like I was like just I just did a lot of video games and ate a lot of pizza, and I eventually got into smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. And I just like I wasn't a healthy kid. So um, but um, when I was nineteen, I realized I wanted to join the army and I wanted to like go out and do something with my life. So I, uh, want realized I needed to lose weight to, to actually make that happen. So I remembered like, Oh yeah, that judo thing that I used to do, that was always a good workout. So I went and I signed up for judo and, um, and I went back and I did it three times a week and I was super into it. And, um, and after judo practice, they had Brazilian jiu jitsu practice. Um, as anyone knows, like, they're really essentially the same martial art. Like, judo is really just the stand-up version of jujitsu, jitsu especially because back then, this was before judo had banned the leg takedowns. So we were still doing all the leg, you know, the double legs and single legs in practice. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's it basically the same martial art. So from my perspective, it was just the same thing, you know. So they had them both back-to-back. So I just did judo and jujitsu jitsu class back-to-back three times a week, it was like 9 hours a week wow. basically of training. And um and then I also did ninjutsu during that time. I did ninjutsu twice a week cuz I'd always wanted to be a, nin- a ninja. And there was a ninja <laughs> was a, who who doesn't want to be a what? ninja, bro. But uh there was a ninjutsu club. Um and that's something we could get into as a well. green belt in ninjutsu. But um I can't use those techniques on the mat cuz they're too deadly. I don't want to kill him.
0: Morning
1: Yeah, 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 too deadly, bro. But uh Mm -hmm. yeah, so but I did ninjutsu too. So I kind of like dabbled in other martial arts too. But um basically what I'm saying is I basically did everything, and from my perspective, it was all like from a fitness thing because I was like, Oh, I'm trying to lose weight. So I was like, I'll just do The weight
2: must have fallen off, Paul, with that because I know myself, I used to do our club used to have judo class after jujitsu and I started doing that, and um also, geez, your body would have been banged up a bit because personally, I, I just found judo really hard on me. So between that and jujitsu, how did that go for you when you were first starting out? Because
1: it was great. So I lost uh, sixty five pounds in six months and uh, totally changed my life, basically. <laughs> and it was the diet too, but I also did um, I did the Gracie diet. I went I went all in. Did the Gracie diet because that's what my coach said to do because it was a Gracie jiu-jitsu Academy. And, um, yeah, so I ate, basically changed, you know, I ate right. Uh, and I I went running a couple times a week and, uh, too. And, uh, yeah, I did lost 65 pounds in six months. And then I was able to go to college and do ROTC, which is like the army, uh, like the army officer program that you do, uh, when you're in college, basically. So I did that for three years. And then I gra- I did judo while I was in college because they didn't have any jujitsu. jitsu So I just did judo in college and that was when I got my brown belt. Um, and then I haven't actually trained judo since. So I haven't actually trained judo since I left college, but mm-hmm. it's just because there's no judo. I've never been around a judo school, basically. It's mm-hmm. only like, jiu is taken off in case no one's noticed. <laughs> <laughs> jiu-jitsu is way more popular than judo these days, I'd say. So I've always been able to find jujitsu clubs, but I think like, Anyway, I've I haven't. What I'm saying is, I haven't found a judo club, but mm. I love judo. Like I'd still be training it if there was a club nearby, you know. But I love uh,
2: that. I love that story. So it sounds yeah. like jiu-jitsu really helped you change your lifestyle and oh yeah, turn turn a corner.
1: Yep. and I left the army back in 2020, but I'll be hooked on jiu-jitsu for life. Man. You know, like jujitsu is going to last way longer than the army ever did. But it did help me achieve that goal. But eventually, I fell in love. Oh no! Oh
2: no! Damn that internet, man!
1: I
0: just did lying. I just did the maths. I don't let the editor edit out any of this because we can talk in the middle. I just did the maths. He's 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 he lost thirty kilos in six months. Wow, man! Thirty kilos Uh, in six months—that's a lot of weight, man.
1: Um, Is it because we're doing
2: it as a video, Paul? That your internet's sketchy? I'm wondering if we should.
0: That's because he lives in the country. That's why.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's because I live in the middle of nowhere. (laughs)
0: So, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm fascinated to know, man, that you, you said before you're on the autism spectrum, right? When you, I mean, losing 30 kilos in six months, that's a lot of weight. But what I know, I mean, obviously autism shows up in so many different ways, brother. Did you know that you were on the spectrum at this time? Was this something no. you were diagnosed with as a kid or is this, you know, and, and also what I, what I know about being on the spectrum is sometimes it can show up in like obsession, not in a bad way, but you know, is, are these things related? Tell us a bit about your autism journey, if you could, please.
1: Yeah, sure. So I was diagnosed when I was twenty five, wow. and um it was uh, after I was in the military because um they wouldn't have actually let me join the military if I had had the diagnosis prior. So um I started having trouble uh, pretty much as soon as I got on active duty. And as basically, as soon as I entered the real world, I started having some real noticeable issues. And looking back on it, like my whole life, I was homeschooled. Um, I went to a really small private college. Um, Like I was never really in like like, uh, the real world, so to speak, you know? So then, you know, I graduated, I moved to Germany because I was stationed overseas. Um, I got married too. At this time I was dating someone and we got married uh, which is, we were super, I was like 21 when I made that decision, super Mm -hmm. young. And, um, so it was like real quick, I entered the real world and Mm -hmm. I was just, uh, right away started having all sorts of problems. And, um, basically was ended up having panic attacks every day. And I realized that, um, like the environment was just too overwhelming and I never deployed. Um, thankfully I never had to deploy in the military. Um, that would not have gone, probably not have gone well, Mm -hmm. but, um, The whole time that I was in, I was like dealing with mental health trouble, you know, seeing the the military mental health specialist, you know, so like my command and everyone was was aware that I had issues. Um, But yeah, eventually I was also working with a civilian therapist because I needed someone who like actually specialized in autism, because that's kind of what I thought that this could have been. So I was doing like a bit of research just to see about this kind of like the sensory issues, you know, sensory Mm -hmm. overwhelm stuff like that um so i got diagnosed by a civilian therapist if that makes sense kind of like someone that i someone that i found uh through talkspace i don't know if you guys know about talkspace but it's like an online therapy service that you can sign up for and you can connect with therapists around the world it's really cool but it's a good way to get connected with like a a specialist you know so yeah so i did that and um i was in therapy for three years that helped me a lot for uh just trying to realize like how to, how to be. And, um, I did a lot, I did a lot with, um, mushroom therapy, a wow. lot with, uh, psychedelic mushrooms. And, uh, those helped me a lot. I feel like those helped me kind of like rewire my whole brain basically. And, um, the mushrooms are crazy. This is something I've talked about on my podcast, but they actually helped me to get a glimpse of what it's like to not be on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. And, um, they helped me to see like from other people's perspective. Cause one of the big things with autism is what we call, uh, mind blindness or like not knowing that other people are people too basically like uh, for an autistic person they don't have like this internal uh like natural thing that just says like oh you're a person uh living your life like for me it's like it's all very logical like I know that you Anton and you Kim are people who have lives in Australia but there isn't like it's, it's very hard for me to like Empath to like feel that you know what i'm yeah. saying like i realized mm-hmm. on mushrooms because on mushrooms i was like oh shit like there's all these people around me it was yeah. crazy like literally i took it and i realized that my wife was in the room like having her own experience i was like oh maybe i it occurred to me like oh maybe i'm being too loud like maybe maybe i'm bothering her because i'm being loud over here yeah. like that such things had never occurred to me Amazing. you know what i'm saying <clears throat> yeah it, it never occurred to me that that uh you get what I'm saying. I uh, so yeah. all this happened with mushrooms. So that helped, wow. a, that helped wow. a lot, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah. but I think, and I've talked about this on uh jujitsu Outlet before, but I think the two together are super important. Like people, like right now, the psychedelic therapy is like all in the news about how it can help people. But you have to do it with like a therapist. You have to, you can't just like go in blind and take a bunch of mushrooms and expect that all your problems are going to be cured like no you (laughs) have to you have to you have to go and also be in therapy and like talk to your therapist about it you know so that's something that's huge but that really you know i guess i don't want to say cured me because there's nothing to that was kind of the big thing is there's nothing to cure autism isn't like a disease it's just you gotta you gotta you know figure out how to cope with it basically how to use it as a you are a superpower
0: you are one of the most amazing people I know, bro. So, you know, whatever whatever the Thanks, magic man. is that creates you, man, it's all good, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I
2: think it's really cool as well the way that you've sort of used it to empower other people like through your mm. podcast. Like scrolling through, you've you've actually got a podcast, you know. Autism is a superpower, OCD is a superpower. So, yeah. you've actually yeah, yeah, used that too. And uh, something else that comes out from looking through your list of podcasts is you've got some pretty big names on there, Paul. Like, do you mind if I ask, like, how you get people like uh, Robert Drysdale and Elizabeth Clay and Brolio Esteema? Do you just like ask them or do you know those people personally or? Uh,
1: a tips? little bit of both. Um, some of them I do. Like, just because I've been doing jujitsu and judo now for 12 years combined. And mm-hmm. I've gotten because I was in the army, I got to travel a lot. So I got to be I got to know like a lot of different associations and stuff like that. Um, but honestly, like a lot of it is just messaging them. Like all those yeah. three that you just named, I just hit them up on Instagram. You sure. know, the thing is, you just got to stay on them. Like you just, yeah, I do. I try I that.
2: This is see. Andrew doesn't gotta, see this too much behind the scenes. I'm trying this, but I can see they read it and they ignore it. You so, guys, get,
0: but Kim takes yeah. it personally. I think a bit I do. Well, I get know. very upset.
2: So, so, they read the message and they didn't even respond to say screw no. Through that like, Robert
0: Drysdale just guy, ghosting <laughs> me,
1: ghosting so, me. A few things like this is it's a funny question, but just to extract, there's a lot here. Like, like getting into just like sales in general, mm-hmm. Um because this will. This is a really. It's basically sales is what we're talking about. Like this was actually something that, um this was actually something that occurred to me on a mushroom trip. It's really funny that to bring it up because we were just talking about it, but it was because I was pitching people for Beyond Homo Sapien and no one would reply. No one would reply. Or I would get people to book and they would cancel or yeah. they would forget about it or they would something would happen and it wouldn't work out. Yeah. Um, Like most of the time, I was getting like yeah. hardly any guests. And then I had a mushroom trip and I was like, I was like, I was like really try to think this over. Cause it was a big thing. And this little like mushroom voice came in my head and it was like, it's cause they don't know why they should care about your podcast. And I think that's that like clicked to me. And, um, <clears throat> I've used that a lot, just not for mm-hmm. podcasts, but for sales too. And I think it's super important talking about all this stuff. It's like, you have to give people the reason why it's important. Like, And that's the thing that occurred to me was like, if they knew how important this show really is, they would never miss it. They would want to make it a priority to be on it. They would move everything around to make this happen. They're not going to forget. They're not going to reschedule because it's important to them. So like Braulio Estima, a great example. You mentioned Braulio Estima. He's all about mental health. Like He's doing all this work with the Reorg Charity and stuff like that. So I know mental health is important to him. So I reached out and said, Hey, do you want to come on my podcast and do a 20 minute interview about mental health? You know? And he's like, Oh, of course I love mental health. Here's my phone number. Let's set this up. You know, it's it's simple, but it's like, I think it's super important to like, you got to say like, what's in it for them. And, um, just like, you got to stay like lead with your mission. Like yeah. we're trying to do this. Well, it's we're trying to important. connect
2: the community. I wouldn't you say Antoine? That's probably our I main would. thing. So you know yeah, I, we started during the lockdown and as a way to keep people connected. And we just kept going with that.
1: That's so Yeah, And I think but it's important. You got to have, have it short. short. It's got to be yeah. like a short something. Yeah. Just Antoine's
2: been big on that.
0: I, I, yeah. I, yeah. It's so amazing what you just said. You're a spot on. But what I also realized is the way that we create our show with potential guests is come on for a casual chat we should shift that you know what i mean because it's not kim's fault she's saying what we've said to every 150 other guests but if we said come on because we're trying to connect the jiu jitsu community that's a whole different reason for them to come on yeah. you know so i yeah. really think you're onto something there man and i really like we just got trained
2: <laughs> that's what thank happened. you yes oh man eat yeah. the mushroom thank the
0: mushroom, uh, thank the mushroom. Yeah, mushrooms
1: I, know, I also
2: go and get myself some mushrooms so that <laughs> i can uh, have those epiphanies of my own
1: <laughs> well, maybe you don't need to. That's a big um, reason why I wanted to do uh, Beyond Homo Sapien was so other people don't need to take mushrooms. I can just share all the crazy knowledge shit that came to me. Uh, it's,
2: it's interesting what you said about it, though, about um, feeling very connected with people. Because my understanding of uh, some psychedelics is that and mushrooms being one of them, that they lead very introspective, and you actually almost want to be alone. You don't want to have people around you, and you don't want that connection. So. I'm wondering if that's something to do with the autism that you're having a different experience with it to other people or
1: I think so. I've actually um, like I've had a lot of mushroom trips with a lot of different people and I've had a lot by myself. I've done and um, what the feedback that I've gotten over the years and of course this is all just a hypothetical story it's all just a fictional story of course but um hypothetically these hypothetical scenarios i have uh, gotten feedback that uh that the the experiences with me are not like most mushroom experiences that for whatever reason is different it's almost like they affect me differently or something i don't know but it's like i have a completely different experience than what most people um, Like most people see stuff, like a lot of people have like hallucinatory experiences. I hardly ever do. It's like, like I sometimes do, but not really. So I don't know. I think they might just w- work differently with my brain, but I think ultimately it's all about like what I found about autism is the, um, it's a neurological difference. So it's a difference in the vagal nerve system. So I don't know if you've heard of the vagal nerve, but it's yeah. basically like the the it's, it's like a nerve that connects all your organs together basically and um autism is a it's a difference in that so there's some abnormality in my vagus nerve system mm. allegedly that's apparently what science is finding mm. so um i guess when you think about that it's like i think that stuff like a psychedelic experience can be super beneficial for someone like me because i think sometimes nervous system might need like a rewiring or almost like a reboot or even like an oil change, because I think it just just doesn't work as well as other yeah. people, or maybe it just works differently. Sure. Um, but I think stuff like that's super important for autistic people. But again, I'm not a medical person, I'm not a therapist. I don't play one and on the internet, so definitely don't well. take this as medical advice or anything.
2: Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <was all> right. <laughs> uh, roll or die. Do not condone the use of psychedelics. <laughs> we are where they are illegal in Australia. So, <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: of course, <laughs> all of these stories are just fictional things that I'm just yeah. making up off the spot. Of course, <laughs> right. it <goes> without saying, <laughs> uh, so good.
0: Um, so actually, I, I I learned something about the the vagus nerve a while back, but I. I we could go down that path, but I feel like we only have limited time left. Um so I was thinking about your merch, man, because you, you do one of the things you do really well is merch. You've got a really good kind of branding going on. Um yeah, tell us about your merch journey. Yeah, we uh, Kim's got merch, we've got roller Day merch. That's it,
2: that's it. T shirt. <laughs> but sorry, guys, sorry, any listeners, they're not available yet because we only have two. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Paul, go on.
0: <laughs> yeah, so t- t- train us in merch, man. <clears throat> oh no, uh, it's I'm- frozen again. Uh, we'll train I- you I- how to get a decent internet connection. Oh,
1: just have merch. to. <laughs> One of these days, man. <laughs> can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm super new, honestly, in the apparel journey and learning about it. I've actually. I signed up for a, a mastermind with a guy named Callie Keen. He does a podcast called N-Hype. I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, he's really, uh, really big into like the manufacturing game. And I've learned a lot from him about like um, how to make products and how to make things. So um, I'm working on a few different things. It's still too early to talk about, but I'm trying to actually like innovate some new things for the market, like some some new ways uh, to... To do jujitsu, I don't know. So I don't have an. I'll I'll show you soon. But um, yeah, I'm working right now just on shirts, and it's all drop shipping right now. But I'm trying to work more on getting like my own stuff made. Um, something that I've done recently, the last couple of years, is I've done a lot of selling on eBay, just like selling used clothes, and that's I think is a great entrepreneurial exercise. And I know Anton, you've done a lot with reselling as well. But reselling is great because you learn like what products are selling. So all that I'm doing is just taking like what's selling on eBay and what's what's super popular. And I'm just going to make like a jujitsu version of that. Basically, you know, I'll put my jujitsu as my outlet stuff on it because, and just like a little insight, like kind of to explain what I'm talking about. Like right now, athletic stuff is huge. Like ever since the pandemic, everyone shifted to working at home. So now like sweatpants are huge. Um, Anything with spandex, you know, leggings, because leggings are great because, you know, you can wear them at the gym, you can wear them to jujitsu class, you can wear them around the house, you can wear them as pajamas. I want to stand people- up
2: now, Paul, so you can't see my lower half. But uh, yeah, I just <laughs> exactly, half. exactly what you're involved. saying.
1: Go on. Yes. <laughs> Case in point. So, so like I'm trying to make all that kind of stuff, but for jujitsu. So we're not there yet. Like, I'm going to start off just one thing at a time. But I've got prototypes that are coming in the mail. So hopefully, hopefully it works out. And I'll have some new stuff to launch soon. But You know, that's the kind of stuff that I'm trying to make is like the almost like the Lululemon kind of stuff. But for jujitsu, like that kind of that kind of feel, I don't know, like the high quality stuff. I don't think I don't see like anyone doing that in jujitsu. Like no one is doing like uh, apparel. Everyone's doing like geese and rash guards. No one's like we're going to master hoodies, you know, stuff like that. So that's kind of more the route we're going
2: awesome man Anton, exactly. let's take that angle yeah. in australia we can uh we can both do the same without why stepping not on your toes let's yeah hope. that's
0: right we can share knowledge why not? Not. We can experiment that's... with ideas and you know that's great yeah, yeah that's, but i that. think the market
1: is super open for jiu-jitsu right now like it's it's exploding jiu-jitsu is taking off like crazy and like i said there's like the gi brands there's so many there's so many gi brands um really hard to make geese and, and produce geese and stuff like that you know you really you got to have a, a good like hookup for it basically or you got to be someone like origin where they're like making geese themselves like that's next level you know but the t-shirts hoodies like making a brand is is really easy um to get into and um the print-on-demand stuff does really well for like brand building Um, but what I'm trying to get into is like, again, like manufacturing custom stuff, well, really high quality stuff. So that's where I want to go with it, but we're not there yet, you know, right now still just doing print on demand, but hopefully soon
2: some high quality stuff. We're nearly out of time, Paul. Do you have any final words, any planning thoughts for our listeners?
1: No, not really. But if you want to learn about, you know, hermetic philosophy and the future of the species and, psychic abilities and stuff like that go look up the beyond homo sapien podcast and um if you want to learn about jujitsu and how it helps with mental health health go look up jiu outlet at jiu yes Thanks
0: everybody must 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 follow paul's podcast it's a requirement of being a die listener that oh, listen i'm glad because I'm glad, we didn't man. exist without you bro so yeah. like, like i really i really do thank you you don't know how influential you've been maybe you do now and uh yeah, I well really- thanks man
2: yeah. yeah uh we have um a couple of other podcasts private this should be out in a couple of weeks so if you could uh share that on your platform or on your social media that would be really awesome for yeah, us yeah of course we really appreciate uh any growth that we can have for our audience and um yeah thank you once again really appreciate you making the time and all the back and forth thing we had to do to get this to happen so oh
1: yeah. it's nothing I found like, like going back to the people you mentioned earlier, like the back and forth is normal is what I found. Yeah. Everyone's busy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if you can't do the back and forth, you're just never going to have anyone. <laughs> get, yeah. get, get. Sure. Awesome. That's it. Awesome. That's it. Well, happy twenty twenty
0: three everybody. Let's have a powerful Thank 2023. You. Cheers. See Thank you, friends.
2: Right. Ciao. Bye.